The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seed, the broken, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad line, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Farrell Appalachian, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny just picked me up a fresh batch of nitro candy in New York City. The Big Apple, ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do that. All my friends that come around, flats to flats to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this ties and tatter, my brains just splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out, ooh. Hey, what's gig and Farrell with you on a pain-free Friday with... Carver High this evening, and uh, we have Chris Domino coming up from 680 The Fan in Atlanta. We'll talk to him about everything going on with the Braves and no Yaziel Puig, and they had just signed him, and now that's not happening, apparently. So, Carver High, are they uh, even if he like passes two tests, they're not going to bring him in? Well, I'm sure there's a possibility that after he's cleared through this, if they still have a need in the outfield and they haven't filled that, that sure, they might bring him in then. If they were going to sign him this week, if he gets healthy in two weeks, um, you know, why not, right? Well, I don't understand why, and we'll ask him, you know, why is it that you sign a guy, fair enough, you want him, and then he... You find out he's got COVID and you get rid well, of him. Well, that was part well, of the deal. The they, 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 part, of the, part of the deal was it was contingent on him pass, you know, testing negative for the virus and, and passing a physical. So he didn't do those things. So no deal right now. Oh, here we go. He didn't pass the physical. <laughs> uh, there you go. So very exciting. We'll talk to uh, Chris about everything going on in Atlanta. Sounds fun to me. I like Domino. We got a big show tonight. We'll rage. Are you with us in the Church of Pharrell tonight? Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, 
we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hi, Pharrell on the bench. Did I ever talk to you about, um, you know, I don't really... Uh, get into like talking about, you know, I, I like talking about people that I uh, like, right. And admire and that I find funny and that, uh, I'm a fan of, right. Like in terms of, you know, show hosts and, uh, people, colleagues that do this for a living or whatever, fair enough. And then, you know, uh, Carver High, I'll constantly talk to you about shows that I found right on, on like Netflix and on Hulu and on all these uh, channels, right? So they're Roku, they're on everywhere, right? So I'm always fishing for good shows, right? Right. Have I talked to you about this show, Pharrell, That's Delicious, the uh, Action Bronson show? I have no idea who that is. You have no concept at all who that is. No idea. So anyway, this guy, is a and i don't even know how old the show is i think it could be a couple years old i could be wrong i think it, it i haven't like investigated it or anything <laughs> i didn't like get into like i wonder what year this is. <laughs> 2018 maybe it's 2017 maybe 19 it could, it could be 19. no i don't do that i just i watch it and then you know i either like it or i don't right so as you know i've talked many times about how much i liked anthony bourdain right right and I was a huge fan of uh, Anthony Bourdain's. I mean, this guy just clearly did it all. I mean, this guy did drugs. He drank like a British sailor. This guy had everything going, tattoos all over his body, and he traveled the world, and all he did was eat the greatest food on earth, right? And he met all these interesting people and did, you know, just constantly teaching you stuff and evolving and, and making your mind uh active right so anyway i watch the show uh i give everything a shot and then i either like it or i don't you gotta you gotta hook me early because i'm not a fan of boy this show's really uh not grabbing me i don't do the whole like waiting around thing you know if you don't have a really good pilot and you don't have a really good first or second episode i'm out it's over you gotta get me early or it's over so anyway i watch the show pharrell that's uh delicious right now i know he has two shows uh, I guess I could. You might be. Are you in front of like a computer or something? <laughs> I am in front of a computer. Yeah. What? What, what do you need? Search his name, and it's Action Bronson, B-R-O-N-S-O-N. And he had, if you, if you like Wikipedia or whatever, they list the shows he did. He did another show as well, which was a, a I think it was also a cooking show, but the one that I'm watching is Pharrell. That's delicious. And um, he's got these dudes on there uh, that are really funny, uh, Body, uh, Body Bez, Mayhem, and The Alchemist. Have you ever heard of The Alchemist? I have not. 
Okay, so the alchemist is the uh, spin guy. He he spins the music, right? So it turns According to out, this on right? his listed shows, you have Pharrell, that's delicious. Right. The uh, the untitled Action Bronson show. Right. And traveling the stars, Action Bronson and friends watch Ancient Alien. Yeah, that that was I think a failure. What was the second one you gave me? Second one I gave you was the untitled Action Bronson show. Okay, all right. So I've seen that one once or twice too, but it didn't do anything for me. So anyway, I watched the show, and uh, I got to tell you. So they're from, they're all from New York. They are born and bred New Yorkers, and uh, I don't know specifics, but I think the kid is from Queens, right? He grew up in in Queens, and I I could be wrong, but I know they're all from New York. They're he's literally from Queens. So anyway, one thing leads to another. He's a rapper, right? And the guy is literally 300 pounds. I mean, he is a 300-pound, just gigantic fat dude with a, he looks a He's got a beard literally that goes down to his, like, the middle of his belly. His beard is, like, right out of – it's Amish. It's so rock and roll. I mean, the guy's rocking the beard. Like, he's just got the long beard. I mean, it is – it's it's like you know who's it looks like is Brent Burns or or Jumbo Thornton that kind of beard right he's got the beard going he could tie knots in it the whole deal so the guy goes on stage all over the world and he performs and he he sings like and and I could be wrong because I don't know these uh, specifics but I just I'm gonna call it like gangster rap so he does like gangster rap and he's he's literally his lyrics are just profane and they're just awful they're hideous and heinous and disgusting and it's really awesome <laughs> it's just fantastic like his raps are just so evil and unholy and just bad for people <laughs> they're bad for everyone it is just the nastiest stuff you've ever heard but it is awesome right like so anyway he he packs the house i mean the guy draws these huge throngs of fans to see him perform he sells out concert halls auditoriums the whole deal he does live shows in uh, con like summer concert festivals. You name it, he's been there, he's done it. And every time I turn around, I'm looking at five, ten thousand people, right? Two thousand, one thousand. It doesn't matter. Small venues. One night he did a strip club just for fun. There was 150 people there, and they were soaking wet. And let me just say, on this show, so I'm going to describe it to you. They literally all they do is they have this these four dudes. I think I I got it right, Bez. Mayhem, Alchemist, and him, four dudes. And all they do is travel the world, and they just smoke so much dope that you have no idea how much dope they smoke. These dudes smoke 5,000 blunts a week. I mean, I'm not even kidding. They have to travel with a pound of weed. They don't go and buy an ounce. They got a pound. And they roll doobies the size of your arm. And, I mean, the guy will stick a doobie through his eye, sunglasses, right, in his head. And he'll walk around town looking like this. If you're watching me on YouTube right now, he's got, like, a doobie sticking out of his eyeglasses. And it's literally the size of a rocket ship. And they just smoke. And then they drink wine. These dudes, now, they really don't like booze or beer 
unless it's a special occasion or a friend of theirs. Like they have friends that own breweries, right, around the world. They know brewers in California, IPA brewers and stuff. And they'll go there and drink a few beers one day. Just like one day they let their hair down and drink nothing but beer, right? But most of the time, 90, 95% of the time, they're drinking wine. And I mean to tell you, when these dudes pull up, and they're all, three of them are fat as all hell. So Mayhem's fat. Bez is completely a fat ass. He's some Puerto Rican fat ass dude, like totally funny. The guy is insane. He's so funny. And he's just a trip. And the alchemist guy is a little skinny white guy who totally doesn't fit with him, except he's a great beats man, right? So he does the beats and he's great at it. But he doesn't fit with them in the restaurants because he can't eat like them. Like these dudes are 300 pounds. And when they come into your restaurant, they mean business. I mean, mean business. I have never, Carver High, in my life seen anyone eat more food than these dudes. <laughs> these dudes. And I mean to tell you, when I when I tell you, these dudes eat eight meals a day. I'm not talking about breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's just breakfast is just a wake up call. They have breakfast the size of a truck, and then an hour and a half later they have another breakfast. I mean, they go from place to place to place to place, and they film, and it's all same day, and you know it is because they're wearing the same clothes. They're just like boom, 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 and they just keep eating. And I mean they eat more food than anyone on earth. I have never in my life seen anyone. They're orgasmic, the food they eat. They, they literally have, like, they're having an orgasm at eating food. Like they just completely and and this guy Bronson says, I mean, he doesn't even want to get any chicks. He doesn't care about it. You know, maybe he does, but I've never seen it once on the show where he's like, chicks are not they don't even talk about women. They talk about weed, wine, and food. That's it. And and rapping. And all they did like he goes, I got no time for women. I'm eating and smoking. <laughs> I don't have time for women. He goes, I'm too busy eating. And he's like, and my boy eats like, I mean, this guy eats more food than anything I've ever seen in my, like, you know, like how my dog can eat all day, 24 hours a day. And you give it a tire with mustard on it. The dog will eat it. This guy eats more than my dog. This guy eats nonstop food, nonstop. So I'm going to save the rest of the story for after uh, my interview with Chris Domino. So you're going to have to jones for the rest of the story because the story's just started. You can't even sit down tonight, babe. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, Pharrell on a bench. Don't forget, you can go into the uh, Church of Pharrell on YouTube, and you just search uh, Sports Grid Radio, and then you click it, and it opens up to Pharrell on a bench, and then there's a live uh, Pharrell chat in the Pharrell pub, Pharrell Church, whatever you want to call it, Church of Pharrell. That's cool. Gandhi, everybody's in. Check it out. I think you'll dig it. And I actually am in there. Uh, I try to do it nightly now. Uh, I'm in there talking to you people. So one of the things I noticed, Carver High, and we'll get to Chris Domino here in a second, is that uh, a lot of the people in there, and I noticed this last night, strangely enough, a lot of talk about the MLS uh, games and heavy yeah. betting. Yep. They're all talking about like the whole conversation, the whole night in that chat is about soccer and betting on it. It's pretty cool. Because there hasn't obviously been a lot to bet on. And the games the last couple of days have been crazy. Whereas the tournament started so slow and the games were boring. There's been wild, like four, three games, like big comebacks. There's been so much going on, especially late at night. It's people who need something to beak on. And that's what they've got right now. All right. Uh, Chris Domino is one of my favorite uh, friends and hosts in sports radio. I've known him forever. He's a, a mega talent. Down in Atlanta on 680 The Fan. He's been on the bench a million times over the years because I admire him and uh, love his work and his uh, opinions and his style. And he's uh, totally Jersey, uh, even though he lives in the deep south. He's uh, down in the dirty, but he's cool as hell. We always love getting him uh, waxed up on a mahogany. Chris, how you doing, buddy? We got him? Hey, Chris. Hey, Scotty. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. It's funny. I'm actually sitting on the porch, something I don't think I ever said I ever did for uh, the first uh, 33 years of my life in New Jersey. Down here, you sit on the porch at 1030 at night, you pour yourself a cocktail on a Friday, uh, and you wait to speak to you, which is, uh, which is a good way to start the weekend. So why, like, so, uh, but if you're down there in Georgia and I sat outside on my porch, it would be steamy as all hell. And I'd probably get like a, a mosquito the size of a 747 lynched onto my calf and sucking me dry. Like, honestly, like, can you sit outside in this heat down there? Yeah, it's not bad tonight, actually. It's so funny you say that. I was like, you know what? I was out here earlier. I said, I'm going back out again tonight. I'm going to pour one on Come through the phone thing out here, but it's it's pretty good tonight. Tonight's one of those nights where you just say it doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel. I think it's supposed to be uh, Carver High. Isn't it supposed to like start topping out at a, like around a hundred here for the next few days? We're having a heat wave up here in New York. Next next three days are going to be real ugly up here. There you go. So uh, let's so start. A chance it's going to be hotter up there than it is down here. Yeah, I guess, but usually it's way hotter down there than it is up here. But in the summer oh, yeah. here, well, the difference is, let me just sum it up this way. The difference between the heat in um, Atlanta and the heat in New York is here, it smells like death and uh, vomit and urine in the streets. <laughs> and it doesn't, it smells like the woods in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I would I would say after living here for about 27 years now, you are absolutely right. That might be the way it's best described in the middle of July. So anyway, there's another story for you. I'm watching this show tonight before I went on the air about this story. Uh, and I don't know the details, but it's uh, about a 35-year-old murder case in, in I think, uh, Cumming, Georgia or something like that down there. 
and uh, it's on NBC right now or something like that. And and they, it's a cold case about some kid that got they they killed him. They uh, they stabbed him to death. They cut a Confederate flag in his chest. They chained him uh, by his uh, feet and they dragged him uh, with a truck. And then they buried him in a shallow grave, like near a river, like in the middle of nowhere. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I don't. I have. I don't. Okay. I have no idea about this. All right. All right. So so anyway, the point of it is, is that I they show this scene in the in the you know piece where I'm like sitting there watching and they're showing like where this is and they're flying overhead like in a in a helicopter or something like you know looking for at some point or another for this for this kid's body and I mean to tell you it was like the woods from like a bad movie like they you wouldn't have found this body if you searched for it like for 35 years it took them to find it I mean honestly because you could bury a body down there, like in the woods, like in Georgia, you have no idea. Like around here, they throw them right in the river, right off a bridge down there, man. They take you out in the woods and they bury you. You're never finding it. I mean, it is, you have no idea, like outside of Atlanta, like in the deep South of Georgia, tell them, Chris, it's no joke. Like there's woods out there. I mean, you go out there and, and forget where you park. You're never coming back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the show Ozark is actually filmed around here and certainly around some of the lakes. Look, I, I, I'm, I fall, you know, I'm guilty of it sometimes where I think, oh, Atlanta is the state of Georgia, but Atlanta is not the state of Georgia. There's much more Georgia than there is Atlanta in the state. And yeah, there are communities. And, and when you drive down here, you, you do get everything in this, uh, in this state. I mean, you, you get mountains, you get lakes, you get uh, open fields, plains. There's a ton of land in this state. And, and Scott, you'll appreciate this. Every time that I think, gambling might actually pass every time i think there might be a casino i'm i'm more than gently reminded that atlanta's not georgia you know it's it's just not the way it's really going to go statewide in terms of some of the voting because well we think hey look why would we not do this let's figure out a way uh and it's like no liquor on sundays for a long time they didn't sell beer on sundays you know it was this whole thing of i'm sitting here going well that doesn't really make sense but then you realize how much more of Georgia there is than just around the city of Atlanta. And, right. I, and even 27 years later, I find myself sometimes not remembering that, um, that, that it might center around Atlanta, but it really, it's, it's much bigger than the city of Atlanta. When I lived there in 93 and then uh, 99 and 2004, I lived there three times. Mm -hmm. When I lived there in 93, the one thing that bothered me the most was the, those blue laws. Like it's funny, like they, you, you can't like buy beer or whatever on a Sunday because uh, of all the uh, Baptist churches and everything and religion and laws or whatever. And then it's funny because I used to think that really sucks. I had to like plan out my week so that I, cause back then I drank like a fish. If you remember, obviously you remember. And I, I literally would have to like plan my week to go get booze yeah. and beer before Saturday, because yeah. Sunday is, is like a holy day. Then how about this? Top it off. You go 30 years later, whatever it is. And I'm in, I'm living in, uh, in New Jersey and they have the same stupid ass laws here. You can't buy beer. Yeah. Isn't that right? Carver High on a Sunday. Can you buy it in Long Island, Carver High on a Sunday? They just changed the laws a couple of years ago. It used to be you couldn't sell it before noon. And now on Sundays, it's 7 a.m., I think. So, But really, I mean, by the way, what do they put the, put the lock yeah. on the cooler from 4 to 7? I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it. And, 
in the supermarket, you couldn't even walk down the aisle. I think it was illegal to look at the beer. And you had to wait till it was time to actually buy the beer. So that's a real thing. They used to actually tell you, no, 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 you're going to wait. You're going to wait, and you're going to wait. It was like a countdown. Right. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, now you can buy beer. There's, there's, they have, like, you're not even allowed to shop here in New Jersey on Sundays. And it's, it's just so backward-ass. Like, to me, it's like, where are we living, man? Like, I have no idea what's going on here. Because... At, what a femme law that is. You can't drink on Sundays. Who made that up? Jesus? Like, I don't understand that rule. I, I really have never understood that. So let me ask you, because w- we're going to do a double here, and i got a couple minutes left, and then we'll talk yeah. more in depth about some other stuff. But uh, what is the deal with uh, Puig? Because I think it's a little overreaction to Yaziel Puig that we're talking about him like he's uh, Sandy Koufax or something. But he is, I think, a hitter. I think he's an igniter. I think he's a fun guy yeah. uh, for fans. And for teammates, you've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. I think some of the people in Los Angeles were jealous of him, the Dodgers, because he had so much fun playing baseball. And they're so stiff and so snobby and stuck up. And they think they're better than everybody. I lived out there forever. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Uh, Dodgers think they're better than everybody. Too bad they never win anything. But uh, they treated him like he was like some kind of a murderer when he played there. Why is it that uh, – so he what did he fail a physical or something? And, he, and they caught him with a yeah. COVID. So now they're just not going to do the deal at all? Well, I think there were probably conditions to it, whether it was the timing of it. And it was it was interesting because, you know, the, they've reached an agreement with him. They've reached an agreement with him. But I was told, hey, it's going to take a couple of days to get all the physical stuff back. And I'd imagine conditionally they said if he comes back positive on the COVID test, then we're going to have to rethink this. But we're certainly not going to be held to the deal or the agreement uh, is the way that it sounds to me. And he is. The Braves aren't going to do anything. He is going to be a free agent, it sounds like. Now, it doesn't mean they can't go and revisit. And i got to tell you something. I wanted him. I liked it. I wanted him two years ago. Alex Anthopoulos, the general manager, and now the president of, president of the baseball office, he had him in Los Angeles. We talked. We had lunch one day, and we spent about 20 minutes talking about him. And Charlie Culberson is one of the guys here on this team that I really like. Charlie's down to earth, good family man. He's one of those guys that he's a grinder. He's a, base, like he's a baseball guy. He, he doesn't look it because he's too damn handsome. But he's a, he's a grinder. And when Charlie Culberson tells me that a guy's a good dude, he's just a little bit different. But I'm telling you, he's a good dude. And he actually he, – he locked her right next to him. That was the other reason that I said this could work. I have no problem. Look, Scotty, locker rooms are not going to be locker rooms this year. So anybody who said, oh, what kind of influence is he going to have in a locker room, that wasn't even going to be a condition because there are no locker rooms this year. These guys are coming in and basically leaving in their uniforms when the game's done. I wanted this bat here, and I wanted to find out at 29 how much he really wanted to play baseball. Wow. Uh, so I have a lot more I want to ask you about about the Braves and, and Falcons, and uh, we'll do that here in a minute. I do want to – I got I got 10 seconds. Is Derek Schiller – does he look like his old man now, or is he still a good-looking guy? Remember, he was a tall, big guy. Is he a good-looking guy now, or is he old and ugly? Yeah, yeah he looks the part. He looks the part. No, he's got, he's got Johnny Bravo in him. He definitely fills the suit. He definitely looks the part of an executive. All right. There you go. I love to hear it. Tell him I said hi. Uh, it's funny. Uh, we're going to talk more with Chris Domino coming up from the fan in Atlanta. All right. For all on the bench. We're talking to Chris Domino of the fan in Atlanta on a pain-free Friday. So, Chris, um... I guess uh, one of the questions I have for you, oh, by the way, like, I I think Puig's a baller, man. And it's weird to me how, 
you know, the Reds and Indians uh, didn't want him either. Meanwhile, he raked for both of them, right? Like the guy was raking runs and hitting, driving in runs and, and doing everything. I just don't get it. I, I think it's these suits cannot handle this guy's kind of um, personality and salsa lifestyle and just loose, free living kind of just total animal. He's just fun and they just don't want to have it. They want all these robots and they want all these guys, you know, that are all business and that go through the motions like um, they're not even human. Like they, they want them all to be soldiers. And that guy's, uh, let's face it, he's like a rebel. He's insane. And he plays, you know, uh, onions to the wall and is he's wild. And I don't think they can handle it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, look, I, I also think the part of it is always going to be at what price do I want to? deal with somebody does he pay you know does he play above his pay level does he play above his contract and relatively speaking he's coming cheap this guy's on one of those do goods that he didn't want to be on he's gonna have you know if he comes back and he's healthy and somebody else wants him he'll have less than 60 games to prove that at 29 turning 30 he's supposed to still be playing baseball now look he's made a ton of money people forget Dodgers paid him 42 million dollars when he came over for that first seven-year deal he did nine million nine million after that so I don't think it's about the money He'll do stuff that might drive you crazy in a given moment, no doubt about it. But he's got a cannon for an arm. If you actually, again, motivate him, you put him around him, guys that want to have fun. And I will tell you this, Scotty, I think this uh, this organization, it, it's managed by a guy who waited 40 years basically to become a manager in Brian Snicker. And you go, well, he must be old school. No, uh, he's got old school tendencies, but he's got a staff around him in, in Ron Washington and Eric Young, uh, excuse me, uh, Walt Weiss, and a couple other guys. And I think that this, this team – polices itself, has a good time. They do their work. Spring training, I've seen it. You know, their, their rule down there is we got our work done, we go home. This is not about being on the clock. And I think this could have been really good for him. I think Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, I think Freddie Freeman coming back now, and he was back in, in the building again today, and he might even be ready to go. I'm not sure if he'll be ready to go next Friday night, but he could be with a very, very short summer camp, whatever the hell this thing is called. I think he could have worked here. I really do. And by the way, I'm not ruling out the idea that he still might end up here. It's just that they're not going to do it now because nobody really has any idea, even though he's asymptomatic, how long he's going to have to be quarantined for and how long he'll actually get two negatives to get back in anybody's building. So uh, let me ask you about what kind of conversations did uh, they have about the name of the franchise when all this other chaos was going on uh, with, uh, you know, the Washington Redskins and you know, the Florida State Seminoles and, the you know, everybody started talking about the Indians and the Braves. What was going on in their uh, front office and, and, and in the community? What were they saying on your show? Yeah, so my analogy was the Washington Redskins were the first plane on the runway, but a bunch of planes were stacked up behind it. Have you ever been at the airport and you're sitting on a plane and then you realize, oh, look, we got a, we got a bunch of them lined up now. I did know that at some point it was going to be the Atlanta Braves' turn. They sort of preempted all of that conversation by saying, we're good with our name. And I can tell you, and I know this for a fact, they did speak with people in the Native American community. They've done it now for a few years. They were never so, you know, Daniel Snyder 13 years ago, my cold, dead hands. I'll change his name. He, you know, he pulled a Charlton Heston at that point. The Braves never did that. But before it really got to their point where they were going to take off and then be talked about, uh, they basically said, we're good. We're going to keep the name. Now, the chop is something they're looking at. I think what's going to happen is I don't think they're going to play the music to prompt it. Uh, but if fans want to do it, 20,000 in the building, 30,000 in the building, God willing, 35 and 40,000, 
uh, as soon as next year and this team is a good baseball team, you can't really stop people from doing it. I just don't think that they're going to be the ones to instigate it or initiate it. But they're good with the name. They came out pretty quickly and said, no, we feel pretty confident in the way that we've handled our business and the people we've spoken to, the people we needed to speak to, we're good for now. And, and look, Chief Nakahoma wouldn't exist today if you had a, a cartoon character somewhere on your, uh, on, your, on your jersey, on your uniform, or on some of your T-shirts. I don't think that would be going on. But I do think that the Atlanta Braves had no problem saying pretty quickly, we're going to be the Atlanta Braves moving forward. And they're not doing it the way that Daniel Snyder did it. They're not standing up on a soapbox to, you know, declaring that they're right about this. They just believe that they've had the conversation that they had to, to, to make the statement before it really became their turn uh, and people started to come after them. Still might happen, but the Atlanta Braves at least have, have made their statement. They're not hiding behind anything. Chris Domino with us uh, from 680 The Fan in Atlanta. What is it like in uh, Georgia and Atlanta where the Confederate flag is concerned? Because, uh, I mean, I live there, as I said, and the deal is this. I've always believed that they'll have a real problem uh, getting rid of that. And, you know, since they banned it at NASCAR, it's still showing up at NASCAR outside the tracks. Uh, since they banned it in NASCAR, there's people flying planes over the racetrack, uh, giving them the finger, uh, basically. And then, um, I mean, there's people down there that are absolutely bat shack crazy about that stuff. They'll shoot you dead over it. Like, they'll li- literally, I mean, honestly, you know that's true. They're crazy down there. Like you, you tell people what to do with their guns and their flag and their land and their uh, the way they are and their rules that are you know entrenched in centuries uh you're gonna have a hard time on your hands dealing with those people Uh, what's it been like since everybody started saying uh, we're getting rid of this flag yeah i i gotta be honest in this state it really hasn't been any of those things and look i think progress uh, i'm not going to tell you i know that every outskirt part of georgia uh, is going to be running with the idea that, hey, you know, it's time to actually rethink this thing. Everybody's got the right to think it the way they want to, but this state really hasn't had that kind of problem. Look, we've had other things. We've been in the news, no doubt about it, over, you know, certainly over what, what's going on in the world and what happened down here in Atlanta and a bunch of other cities, and those are things that still have to be worked on. But i got to tell you, I don't think that's the one. The flag thing is is not really the issue here. Look, you want to go to a NASCAR race here in Atlanta and you want to sit in the uh, in the parking lot, you want to wave your flag, you want to do what you want to do, okay, you go do your business. But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't necessarily work the way that it would have, Scott. I think there's a lot more stink guy coming to the people who do do it as opposed to the people who actually start screaming about the fact that they can do it. So uh, Freeman's ready to go. Uh, the team has tons of talent. You've had a few guys uh, with the COVID. Are they still the team to beat in the East? Uh, yeah, you know, they, they win the division last year, and that'll tell you whether Joe Girardi in Philadelphia. You know, it's funny. We had Mark DeRosa on the other day, and, and I'm not a big fan of war and trying to figure out with all these numbers that people are, you know, I, I just think it's become goofy with how much statistical analysis people try to give you the eureka moment. Here's why this guy's a good player, because if you do this and divide it by two and then multiply it by seven, I don't really care much about that stuff. But is Joe Girardi going to be enough of a difference maker in Philadelphia where that team actually plays better because they're relaxed more without Gabe Kapler there? I think that could be a real thing. And I think the Mets, if the Mets get the bullpen thing figured out, if Diaz is actually ready to go, the Kansas who bet on himself is ready to go, Cespedes, well, all you're going to do is ask him to 
you know, stand there swinging the bat four times a day, plus if their pitchers stay healthy, I think the Mets are better than maybe some people think. And I think this division could be won by four different teams. I know losing Rendon in Washington is going to be a big deal. But if I can trot out for 12 stars the front end of that rotation, uh, I, I think they're going to be not only still in it, but I think it's going to be a really – it's going to be a dogfight in the race. I think the team that wins, and I, I kind of believe this now for the last couple of months, the fourth and fifth starters, which are usually made up of, go see in, in New York, Porcello and Waka. You know, you bring guys in to, to round it out. Well, if those guys really get 10, 11, 12 starts, I think the key to the whole thing in all of baseball, and, and in this division more than any other, what do my fourth and fifth starters give me? How many times did they trot it out and give me a chance to win? Bullpen is always going to be important, especially early in the year if guys are only going three and four and five innings. But I think the back ends of rotations are really going to determine who wins, not only in this division here in, uh, in the NL East, but I think it's going to be the thing in baseball. There, there's always a reason. If a team misses the playoffs by two or three games over 162, they didn't beat lefties. They weren't good enough at home. They didn't do this. They didn't have enough power. You know, they, they run themselves out of innings. They're a terrible, terrible defensive team. I can give you the reason why any team who loses by two or three games and is watching in October why they did it, in 60, I think the big one's going to be back in the rotation wasn't good enough on, a, on enough nights to make you a playoff team. And I think that's going to hold here in Atlanta as well. Yeah, and, and bullpens and injuries. I think, you know, people obviously COVID's yeah. an issue, but I think real injuries, like not COVID, but just actual injuries where right. a guy, uh, his arm, a guy's shoulder, a guy's flexor tendon, a guy's elbow, a guy's hammy, a guy's uh, quad, uh, you know, foot, whatever it is, hand, thumb. Cole Hamels here. Cole Hamels, right? Cole Hamels was given $18 million. I don't know when you're going to see the guy. I hope it's sooner instead of later, but but I'm not really sure. He's supposed to be a guy towards the front end of your rotation, especially if you get to October. I can deal with the fact if he only gets eight starts, nine starts instead of 12, that's fine. If he's good to go and he actually looks like a money pitcher in September going into October, the 18 might be worth it. But when, but not seeing him on the mound and really believing he's not going to be penciled to start coming out of the first round of this rotation, that doesn't really feel as good as it was supposed to. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me ask you uh, about the uh, Falcons. They're allegedly uh, going to be going to camp soon here. Do you think it'll all yeah. happen and that they'll play football? And, and while I'm at it, I mean, I, I what do I got to cover high? About three minutes? Three minutes. Respectfully, I got about two minutes, 45 seconds. Like Georgia football, yeah. Falcons football. Do you think it's going to happen? Yeah. The Georgia one is going to be interesting because for the SEC, finally, maybe by August 1st, it's going to be conference only, which could change things, bring the schedule down to 10 games so you can start a little bit later. That sort of feels like the way the college football is going to go so we get started. The NFL, I just think, is going to throw money at it. You know, we're the big, bad NFL. We're going to get started. I don't know, Scotty. Let me ask you. You're a betting man. Do you think the NFL plays a 16-game schedule? Do you think they start late and bring it down to 12 or 14, or do you think they play 16 if you had to put 100 on the table? It's a it's a great question. Uh, I'd be willing to right now today uh, bet the under on that for sure. And I think college football. Yeah, uh, I, I have. I I don't even think they're going to play college football. I I didn't want to believe that, but more and more I'm starting to believe that it's going to be difficult. And, and if you're going to give me an eight game schedule and tell me that was college football, that's fine. It's better than nothing. But I think even the guys that are really smart about this, I think they're more panicked than they'll ever let on right now. And there might be a drop-dead date where somebody just says, okay, we really can't do this. Because the big one is going to be, if you, if you don't have students on campus, can you really play college football? And I'm starting to believe that a lot more schools are not going to have students on campus. That's right. Uh, and if there are enough in a conference that don't, can you even play conference football? 
Are they letting kids back to Athens? How much time, Carver High? I, I, are kids going to Athens? I got about one minute, Chris. Yeah, it, it, it says it's going to be school. They do say that they're going to be there. Nothing has really changed about that. And I think that that, look, I'm not telling you that decision's being run by football. That would be crazy. I don't want to have the, the you know, the tail wag the dog. But it, I think there are certain schools that are really rethinking whether they're going to be on campus or not. And if they're not, I just don't think you can put 95 guys in a position where in the weight room every day and try to justify the idea that you're supposed to be playing college football as much as I would like it. I just don't even know if you can pull that off legally on top of everything else. Uh, 20 seconds. You think they'll get a lot out of Gurley? I, I like the signing at five million. I really like the signing. The guy scored 14 touchdowns last year. I, I listen, Scotty, if he's a good enough player and he says, I'm going to the left, therefore we score a touchdown on the other side with another guy on the right. I'll take that as Todd Gurley getting a half a touchdown. If he's good enough to be that on top of being able to score himself, five million bucks is going to be well worth it. Listen, I, I love you. Great job as always. Uh, it's always fun hooking up and catching up. Uh, stay healthy, my friend. You and the family. Say hi to everybody at you 680 too. The Fan. And I uh, appreciate you, bro. Love you. All right. Stay well, Scotty. Talk soon. All right. My, my man, Chris Domino from 680 The Fan in Atlanta. They got a lot going on down there with the Braves, Falcons, Georgia Bulldogs, etc. It's crazy. Uh, the Hawks aren't playing in Orlando, but uh, they got some great young talent there bench i'm giving the uh, church a uh one star out of five star rating tonight carver high low grades yeah they're not very active tonight i've obviously got it on in front of me as well and there's just uh not a lot of activity even uh Stale. where where's the action with this uh minnesota real salt lake game tonight in the mls we get back like last there. night Last night, I had it just absolutely rocking, and there were tons of people in there uh, talking about the games and betting and going crazy. And then tonight, it's just uh, pathetic, if you ask me. And, uh, you know, whatever. I put a bunch of them up there, and then they disappear. What's up with that? Like, did I not just put in there? I just... I, I could have sworn I just put in there. Did I not put in great job, Domino? Did I? Did you not see that? And then it's not there now? What happens? Do they erase? And you don't see the other one that says weak-ass church tonight? Oh, I put that up, too, and it just... Uh... It just error sending message. There you go. So that's that's the deal. It just error sending. How is there an error? Is what I want to know. And then the other one didn't go either. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Like, what's wrong with this thing? Maybe there's something wrong with it. Because like I'm, well, I'm tweeting on it and putting up messages, and it says they're going up, and then they don't go up. Now I'm losing my temper. I'm not going to sit here and keep texting things on it like I'm in there and then it's not posting. Going to lose my temper here, start breaking things. I'm not interested in that, but I'm giving it low grades tonight, uh, Carver High. Very, very upsetting. Not a strong performance from the fans tonight. I'll, I'll just say that like up front. I just want to get that out there. But. I'm watching this uh, soccer game, and it's uh, Salt Lake and Minnesota. There you go. Very exciting. Uh, I've had more fun picking my teeth watching this game, honestly, and going to the bathroom, to be honest.